mountains are still being moved. Hello, and welcome to Raising the Standard with Pastor Owen Moody of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. You're invited to join us each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an anointed full-length message from Pastor Moody. After the message, we'll be back to let you know how you can contact us. On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, The Keys. His scripture text will be taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 19. Here now, Pastor Moody. Matthew 16 and 19. It's on the screen there. Jesus said, And I will give to unto thee the, kings, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Right after Jesus had cleansed the ten lepers, and nine didn't return. Only a Samaritan came back and gave him praise. Jesus uh, answered in Luke 17 and 17 and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save or except this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise and go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Listen, then the Pharisees came. When he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come. I want you to get this in your spirit. Jesus is there now. And he just did a mass healing. He's healed 10 at one time. And the religious elite say, when is the kingdom coming? <laughs> Woo! I want to shout, it's looking at you, dummy. <laughs> it's looking at you. And then Jesus says, amen. Uh, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. It's here, but you can't see it. But he said to the church, I'm giving you the keys. I want you to touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, we still got the keys to the kingdom. I want to preach on the keys to kingdom living. I want you to understand that the keys that Jesus mentioned here are in reference to the delegated authority of the kingdom of God that he's saying to Peter, I'm going to leave, the Holy Ghost is going to come back and you're going to find yourself who have, yourselves who have been weak and fearful and totally dependent upon me and my word and my presence. You're going to find yourself with suddenly the authority to do the things that I do. Can you say amen? So a lot of people have trouble with saying that. I want you to say it out loud. I can do what Jesus did. Because he said, listen, here's what he said. He said, in my name, you're going to do greater things than I've done. Because I'm in one man, in one body with this great anointing. I'm limited to my, my scope of outreach. But you're now my body. We're his legs, his feet. His arms, his ears, his eyes. We're his ministering parts in this world today. And so since there are now, can I shout it, millions of us on planet earth. 
who are saved by grace, who are sanctified by truth, who are called to be saints, who are filled with the Holy Ghost, who have fire in our lives. Can you say amen? And we have authority, I want to tell you, over disease. We have authority over poverty. We have authority over brokenness. We have authority over discouragement. I'll find you in a minute. We have authority over over depression. We have authority over oppression. We have authority over unbelief and over doubt. We have authority over fear. Can you say amen? And so suddenly I find that God has given the church the keys to the kingdom. If you believe it, give him praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Paul would chime in and say in Romans 14 and 17, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The psalmist would say, the blessing of God consisteth not in the abundance of things. I want to tell you that there is a source of real power. There is a storehouse of of tangible, physical provision that's available to the kingdom of God, to God's people. How many believe that this morning? I want to tell you that my God can supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Somebody help me. I want to tell you that no weapon formed against you can prosper. Hallelujah. Why is that? Because you're a kingdom kid. Come on, somebody. You're a part of the body of Christ. You're a part of the family of God. You've been called and appointed and anointed and chosen for such a time as this. The great old man of God, Richard Hall, years ago said, you have been appointed God, a lot of people know about the appointment with death. We like to read that. It's appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment. But isn't that just a sad outlook on life? Amen. It's reality. It's truth. But the reality is that God's called us to be saints. He's called us to be ministers. He's called us to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. He's called us to be those that lay hands on the sick. He called us to equip the church for the work of the ministry. God's called us to be the ones, can I shout it, that break the stronghold of drugs over Madison County. God's called us to be the one that breaks the strongholds of the the marriage disintegration that's going on in Madison County. Well, God's called us to be the one, amen, that break the stronghold of poverty off of the lives of people who've lived in it for generations. He's told us to tell them that there is a real kingdom. But I read in your your hearing that it's not meat and drink. And you might say, preacher, what we talk about is feeding the hungry. We talk about housing the destitute. And all of that's good because Jesus said as you do it to the least of these, you've done it to me. Everywhere Jesus when he healed. Everywhere Jesus when he fed. But then he presented the kingdom. Can you say Say amen. He told them it's possible for you to walk.
walk out of your present life. It's possible for you to walk out of your present situation and walk into a relationship with the God who is God, the God who made everything, the God who owns everything, the God who will and can do everything. It's possible for you to take hold of the keys and unlock the door. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I've just been rejoicing. I went to church Friday night and preached in Corbin. I was sore and banged up and seriously distracted, as you can imagine. When I walked to the pulpit to preach, I told them I've never been so glad to be in church in my life as I am right now. Amen, because I could have been somewhere with somebody making funeral arrangements. Or I could have been making funeral arrangements for my girlfriend. Come on, somebody. Or we could have been crippled and not able to walk. Or we could could have, could have, could have. Come on, somebody. Because I want to tell you what the devil thought could have been. God said, no way. He's got keys in his hand. She's got keys in her hand. I'm going to use them for another season. Hallelujah. I'll give him praise and glory. Hallelujah. Oh, let me preach a bit. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 20, the kingdom of God is not in word. It's in power. A young lady said in my office this morning, said, I've never been in church like this. She said, I've never heard these things. I've never seen these things. And she told me a little bit about where she grew up in church, and I'll not mention that. I won't call names. But I want to tell you, a lot of people, they are deep and steeped in the word. They, they know the word they want to know. They know what they've been traditionally taught about the Word. But I want to tell you, there's something about the Word. Jesus said there's a truth in the Word. And He said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And where we go so far, and we stop with Word, and and don't misunderstand me. How how many knows I'm a Word preacher? Praise God. One guy told me one time, he said, I believe you preach more Bible than any preacher I've ever listened to. And I said, well, what else is there? Come on, somebody. But I want to tell you, that. thank God for the Word. But I thought like this, the letter slays, but the Spirit gives life. I want to tell somebody there's a place you can get with God where it's not just line upon line and precept upon precept. It's not just line upon line and precept on precept. But God said, I'll talk to them with stammering lips and other tongues. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, God wants to bring you to a place where bondages are broken. I've got the keys. Oh, hallelujah. We're the church of Jesus. And he said, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell. will not prevail against my church. Somebody shout. Somebody get on your feet and praise him. Hallelujah. Woo! Oh, yeah. 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 Woo! Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. Praise God. Oh, yeah. I thank God for the word. I thank God for the truth. I thank God for the gospel that smote me, the gospel that that opened me up. But thank God I got born again by the power of the Spirit, and he lives inside of me. 
kingdom is not just in word. It's in power. Look at somebody and say, I got the power. Come on, if you believe it, say it. I got the power. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I want to go on just a little bit more about this kingdom. When we think about the kingdom, how do we get access? How do we come in? God spoke to John on the Isle of Patmos with the revelation. And John was writing his greeting to the churches. And he said in verse 5, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Do you understand what I'm telling you? It said Jesus, who's the faithful witness of God and his word, the first begotten. He's not, the, he, he's not all of those that were raised from the dead, but the first. I mean, he's glad that everybody that's ever been saved has been raised from, the, raised from the being dead in sin to walk in the newness of life. Look at somebody and say, I once was dead, but now I'm alive. Praise God. Hallelujah. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I want to get down here and preach this just a minute. And unto him that loved us, he loved us. He washed us from our sins in his own blood. And what's this? It said, he's first begotten of the dead and he's the prince of the kings of the earth. Now, now that kind of messes with me a little bit. Because the kings of the earth are mostly material, carnal, self-centered. They want somebody to bow before them and say, Your Highness, uh, kings have to do with palaces. Kings have to do with, with materialism. I know uh, my son-in-law Brian was telling me about on the horse farms over there in Lexington that there's a, there's a Saudi prince. People bow to him. He makes, I forgot how many million dollars it is an hour he's got coming in, something like $80 million or something. He's crazy. He, he could never, never, ever stop making money or, or run out of money. Yet his people live in poverty. Somebody help me. And uh, they said when he flies into the Bluegrass Airport to check on his horse farms and his horses, that they charge him $50,000 for landing the plane there because it's bigger than allowed at the Bluegrass Field. He gets off the plane, sends the pilot in, write him a check, it's all good, and everybody at the airport loves him. Can you say amen? When they go to service the plane, the plane's loaded down. They say with uh, all this catered food, the finest of everything, he tells the people that come to service plane, y'all eat and enjoy yourself. <laughs> I don't know how you say in his language, but that's what he says. <laughs> what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying kings have to do with materialism. I know back in the, during the Christmas season, Sister Moody's a, a romantic and she likes to watch the Hallmark Channel and all those Christmas movies and everybody falls in love and it all ends up wonderful. Hallelujah, that's the way our life is. <laughs> we was watching it there one night and this... This girl's in New York City, and, and uh, she meets a, a, a fella, and, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of things happen, go wrong, ends up that uh, she marries this guy, and he takes her back to some country, and he's the king. He, well, he first he hired her to be his, his uh, take care of his children, governess. And when he gets back to her, they fall in love, and, and uh, there's a planned marriage, and she's supposed to, he's supposed to marry somebody else. Make a long story short, it turns around, he marries her, and now she's living in a palace and driving, riding around a Rolls Royce. I'm, I'm talking about what kings do. Can you say amen? But here's what Jesus said. In Revelation 1 and 6, that next verse, he said, 
He, remember, he's the prince of the kings of the earth. Look at this. And hath made us. What? Kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. I want you to touch somebody and say, we are in the kingdom. We're ruling the kingdom. We're leading the kingdom. We have the power of the kingdom. And God has given the entire thing to us. Hallelujah. Oh, you see, the king don't walk into the cooks and say, may I please have a bologna sandwich? The king walks into his big dining room with the high back chairs and the 20 foot long table and the chandeliers and sits down. And he don't even have to call. They know it's time. Here they come, one after the other, carrying the platters of food, carrying the drinks. Come on, carrying everything that they want. If he wants them to, they'll even wipe his little mouth for him. If he gets a little gravy on it, help me somebody. I'm here to tell you there's something about being in the kingdom. There's something about being, amen, part of the the family of the king. There's something about being a a child of God. There's something about being, amen, in where Jesus can do a work in your life, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wish somebody just shout for about 15 seconds because you're a part of the family, hallelujah. Woo. Glory. Glory, glory. Woo. Well, I found it in the kingdom. I found salvation. I found sanctification. I found a baptism in the Holy Ghost. The times I've slipped, I found restoration. Come on, when I've been sick, I found healing. When I've been in danger, I found protection. Oh, I found that he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll go with you. And I talked to a man here a while back who backslid, living in sin, trying to tell me it's all right. And he said, Jesus said, I'll never leave you. Trying to tell me it's all right. I said, listen, it means he walks with me. He talks with me. He's there in every problem. He's there in every situation. He's never turned his back on me. My God, the devil's tried to stop me. But Jesus stepped up and said, I got this. I'm giving you the keys. I mean, here's the keys to my wrecked truck. (laughs) If I were Jesus and I said, to you two young men. Listen, will you all come stand right here? Robert and Daisy, you stand right here. If I'm Jesus, and I say to these two young men, I want you to know, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Hallelujah. I'm going to give them to you. I want you to have them. I want you to be able to unlock doors that the law couldn't unlock. Well, I want you to unlock doors Abraham couldn't unlock. 
I want you to unlock doors of Isaac. He was a son of laughter. He couldn't unlock. I want you to unlock doors that who's, a man whose name was Jacob was changed to Israel, means a prince with God. He couldn't unlock it. I went to Judah, a man who was the head of the tribe that the one would come from, a man that would stand before you, the lion of the tribe of Judah. His name's Jesus, and he stands here now. And oh, amen, Judah, Jacob, and Judah couldn't unlock it. David, who was the sweet singer who killed giants and moved in a great anointing, he couldn't unlock it. A Solomon, who was wiser than anybody, had more than anybody, he couldn't unlock it. But Jesus said, I made you kings and I made you priests. I'm going to give you the keys. I want you to be ready because when the keys get in your hand, the demon, demonic powers are going to be broken. The kingdom of darkness is going to suffer. I'm going to use you in a mighty way. You're you won't be stopped. You'll be powerful. Oh, I'm just going to give it to you. Hallelujah. Glory. Come on, somebody. Praise him. Praise him. Woo. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. I just feel like praising him right now. I want you to praise him. I'm in the kingdom. Yay. I'm in the kingdom. I'm in the kingdom. Whoa. Whoa. I've got authority to lay hands on the sick. And they will. Well, I said they will recover. Hallelujah. 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 He said in Revelation 118, I'm he that was that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive and forevermore, and amen, I have the keys. I have the keys, he said, here of hell and death. Got the keys to the kingdom. But I've also got the keys to hell and death. <laughs> I can speak. And say in the name of Jesus, rise up and the dead will raise. I can preach the gospel and the spiritual dead will get born again. I can use this authority and I can say to the drug addict, I break this thing off of your life. I break the demonic stronghold. I break the chemical addiction. Why? Because I've got keys. I'm anointed and appointed. God called us to be kings and priests. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell you a thing? Amen. I want to tell you something. The, the warfare we're in around the world there's more wars being fought on planet Earth right now than at any time in the history of the world. The Sunnis are killing the Shiites. The Muslim world's ablaze. There is a division in Europe. There's a division in America. There are skirmishes and wars. And even if it's not with guns and bullets, it's with words. Having no words can pierce you. The Bible said we've got the power of life and death in the tongue. 
A lot of people say, well, we're at peace in America. I beg to differ. We're in a, we're in a white-hot war of words in America between political parties, between uh, uh, people's different worldviews. And I, I begin to think like this, that the UN can't answer, the U.S. can't answer, Russia can't answer, China can't answer, all the great powers of the world cannot solve the problems. But there's only one thing that will solve earth's problems. And I know we're thinking about the coming of the Lord. But I don't think all has to be lost before he gets here. I think a church can take this gospel with this anointing, in this authority. And whatever you bind on earth, is bound in heaven. We're right in the middle of 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, I usually don't recommend this because it's depressing. I usually don't say watch CBS, NBC, ABC, or CNN, or even Fox News at what's going on in the world. But I think it'd be good if some Holy Ghost-filled kings and priests would turn the news on. And when they show a war-torn area, stand up, stretch a hand toward the television, and say in the name of Jesus, I pull down the spirit of war and death and destruction. I break it in the name of Jesus. Why, preacher, you're crazy. I tell you what's crazy is for people that's got the power to make a difference sitting back and not doing anything about it. Are you with me? You can walk into the jail and they'll bring them in that little booth and look, they'll look through the phone at you. That glass, that thick's between you, you can't touch them. You can't really hear them. But I've sat in that booth and watched the power of God melt hearts, amen, that were on the other side of the glass. I'm a, I'm a PC, a privileged character. They let me in the back door of the jail. I get to go in a room and bring them in and set them down right and look them in the eye. And over and over again, you just start talking about Jesus. And people who've lived in rebellion, been bound by drugs, who are steeped in crime, who are tattooed and marked up and full of hate and venom, you can just start talking to them about the love of God and the blood of Jesus and their heart will break and their tears will begin to run down streams and God will touch them. This gospel is powerful. It's powerful. I give you the keys. I can live in victory. I can break down the strongholds of, pro of poverty. How many believe that? Can you say amen? Hallelujah. He said to the angel of the church at Philadelphia, Jesus said, write these things, saith he that's holy, he that's true, he that has the key of David, he that opens and no man shuts, and shuts and no man We have authority. The same authority Jesus had because he said, I'm giving you the keys. I want to tell you this. Last night I had a dream. I hadn't shared it with my wife even yet, and it troubled me. In the dream, I was in a place, and it's like it was a beautiful place, but it's like everything outside was frozen over. People were in danger. And I reached out to try to help the people. And as I started to speak and to just tried to reach out, suddenly everything began to thaw out. 
And what had been frozen began to run. Water, streams, grass, flowers rose up and it was beautiful. And then as I was looking around, now this, I don't mean to embarrass him, but I looked around and Keith was there. I looked at Keith and he looked at me with a horrified look on his face. And I said, it's okay. He said, look. And I looked down and the ground was crawling with venomous snakes. And there were babies and Keith had two in his arms and he was trying to get around them. And I just walked right through them and stepping over them and stepping on things. And I got Keith by the hand and I said, go with me. And we started walking back and we started into a house and vipers were raising up and they were trying to stop us. And I said, go in. He said, come in. I said, no, sir. There are more out there and we have power to tread on scorpions and serpents. God has given us the key. As you stand with me, I want to tell you that the thief, who knows the devil's a thief? He's a murderer. He's a destroyer. He came not but for kill and steal and destroy. Jesus said, I'm come that you can have life. Lucifer was the cherub of heaven, an archangel. He led the worship in heaven. Look right here at me. Jesus said, I saw him fall like lightning. Isaiah recorded it that when he rebelled against God and said, I will ascend above the throne of the Most High on the sides of the north, that there was war in heaven. It said in Revelation, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, against Lucifer and his angels. And they cast, they cast Lucifer out. Call him that old dragon. And his tail pulled out a third of the stars of heaven. So he's here. Demon spirits, which are fallen angels, <coughs> work at his behest. The world is in torment. The world has been destroyed. The human race is in horrible bondage and sin. But Jesus said, you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. And I've been saying this a lot. A third of those angels fail. But two-thirds stand ready for us to call for their assistance. When I fight the devil, I don't fight him alone. And you do neither. Angels are encamped about all those that love him. You ought to just reach over and stroke one of them's wings. Praise God. They like for you to pay attention to them. They like for you to speak and say, Angels, in the name of Jesus, I need help. And when you lift up the banner, then the Bible said the Spirit of God raises up the standard. He marks you and He sends them to your request. And sometimes angels don't minister because we always just want them to do little things for us. But we... If we were to involve ourselves in trying to get the drug addicts free and the alcoholics free and the sinners free and the good moral man that's running headlong to hell, if we get him free, if we get moms and dads and grandparents and children who don't know Jesus to turn this way, Jesus said, if you do that, I'm with you all the way. I've got the keys. I've got the keys. Hallelujah. He wants to make a difference in your life. He wants you to make a difference in somebody else's life.
We hope you enjoyed today's message and will tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.rhop.life. Thanks for listening.